All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to Oilers Nation After Dark. Connor Halley, I got Waz alongside with me. We've got Brandon producing us here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Oilers Nation After Dark, as always, presented by Boston Pizza and the playoff menu powered by Fanalytics. All sorts of good things you can go there. Uh, the Oilers won't be in the playoffs anymore, but you can still go to PC's, enjoy it, have some beers, uh, drown your sorrows. The Oilers losing 5-2 tonight to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And in the process, losing the series 4-2. to two. We'll break this one down uh, as we typically do here on the program. Of course, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Appreciate it. As always, hit that like button and uh, we'll talk it out. We'll talk it out. I know there's uh, a lot of disappointing things in this game that we'll have to uh, feature. So we'll get through it, though. We will get through it. Uh, what did Ted Lasso say? The only thing worse than losing is being alone. We got each other. They lost, but we got each other. Was our first thing. <laughs> Let's get to uh, the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Uh, Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. You can visit cornerstoneins.ca to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code NATION for an exclusive rate. Find a white Cornerstone Insurance Brokers are ranked amongst the best in Alberta. And, uh, We'll, we'll start off with the good. And I specifically told Brandon, just leave it blank. I don't think Oilers fans want to hear about the good right now. Was, uh, I was thinking of the good. And I'd say, oh, the start. The start was great. You know, 2-1 lead. We got back. And then it just, yeah, nothing else after that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And uh, Alicia says on Facebook, the, the bad, the bad, the bad. No good today. You know what? It, it's kind of, it, it came up in the NBA, right? With... Uh, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo and when the Milwaukee Bucks were eliminated and the question was asked, was the season a failure? And he said no and kind of gave a rant on it. But at the end of the day, for 31 seasons or 31 teams in the NHL, the season is going to be a failure. So for the Edmonton Oilers, that, that's not what they wanted. They were hoping to go on a, a good run. A full credit to the Vegas Golden Knights. Very good hockey team and uh, deserve to beat the Edmonton Oilers in this series 100%. Uh, but yeah, for right now, we'll just hold off on the good. We will go to the bad. As you can see, season is over. It sucks. Uh, I, I will tell you, I was working on Oilers postgame shows for a long time on the radio side of things. I wanted the season to end. Like, it was it was the decade of darkness. It's yeah. the last couple of years. I don't want to see it. And I want it to be prolonged go into June. I want to see a cup run. Uh, so for the Edmonton Oilers, tough, tough way for it to all wrap up the way it, it all happened. We'll get into it more here on the show. Morgan, the profanity on the Facebook chat. Calm down, buddy. Your team won. Be happy, but Hey, Hey, come yeah. on, man. Uh, was season's over. I, I don't think too many of us, the way, you know, the way things had gone, I'd hope it'd be a little bit longer. Yeah, it feels very strange, disappointing, all of that. You know, for me personally, it doesn't sting as bad as when we lost to Winnipeg in the first round of 2021. But also, I don't feel as proud of this team like I did when they got swept by Colorado last year. It's very strange. You know, the West was wide open, right? There's Mm -hmm. no excuses. The Oilers simply did not play good enough. In every department, they didn't bring enough. The Vegas Golden Knights, full credit to them. They did what they needed to do. In my opinion, like, you can't even blame the refs. Sure, the refs missed, you know, a couple calls here and there. That's going to happen in every series. But ultimately, if the calls aren't going your way, get it done five on five. The Oilers didn't do that. And I'm not going to blame this series loss, this game six loss on one person. It's a, the team that lost the game. The team lost the series. This is on the team. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and yeah, you know, we could debate it. If you're an Oilers fan, or I, I would say an impartial fan, you you probably want to see that high stick on uh, Matthias Ekholm called. Uh, the the rules will be debated. I know I had someone. I don't know how they they found my tweet. They slid into my DMs to tell me how do I f- cover hockey if they don't know what a follow through is. I always thought that was, you know, with a shot, there wasn't a shot there. Um, still a dangerous play. And uh, the refs didn't make the call. If, if it was in fact, a follow through and you know, the ref knew that immediate good on him. He's got spidey senses, but mm-hmm. you, typically when you see a stick go right into a player's face, uh, go back to Warren Fogle. I don't know. Was was that a follow through and he was trying to dangle it just seemed a little iffy for me. Uh, when we'll, we'll get to the oily here as well. And uh, for the oily today, it, it's kind of a carryover from the bad. I, I believe I had failed season question mark. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the goal for every team and obviously the expectations for a good chunk are not going to be win the Stanley cup. You know, there's going to be the teams that were obviously uh, sucking hard for Connor Bedard and, and all that sort of thing. But for the Edmonton Oilers, I think they were a handful of teams, one of the handful of teams that expected to go all the way. And uh, uh, I kind of want to transition this into the chat and we'll ask you as well, Waz, is this a failed season for the Edmonton Oilers? I would say so. Yes. And I hate to say that because I'd like to be optimistic. I'd like to be positive, but when you have Connor McDavid putting up the numbers, he was in the regular season, 155 points or whatever it was. Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, all these top six players that we honestly expected to produce just as much in the playoffs, that clearly wasn't the narrative. 
right? So 100% failed season after the season they had. And, you know, I, I don't know what went wrong. That's the thing. I'm trying to figure out what went wrong going into the playoffs. You know, the LA Kings, that was a good competitive series. The Golden Knights, maybe we underestimated them just a little bit, right? Like, I think I remember before the playoffs, we were saying, oh, we'd prefer to have the Golden Knights over the Kings. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, credit to the Golden Knights. They played a very solid hockey game. Should have some players we don't like, like Petrolangelo. I don't, I, I can't even think of anyone else that pisses me off, but it's just, we got outplayed. Oilers just didn't bring enough. And yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that. That certainly was a storyline going into the playoffs. Yeah, you hope that the Oilers can take Vegas in the first round because the Kings are going to be tough and the Kings were tough. Yeah. Uh, but Las Vegas, you know, that that's a good team. And I, I think you, we'll, we'll give them a little bit of credit here. They finished first in the division and they had goaltending issues throughout the entire season. Uh, injuries, uh, obviously, you know, Robin Leonard, who they thought would be the guy, wasn't there. Uh, Laurent Brassois, uh, they have Aiden Hill. They, they trade for Jonathan Quick. Like they had goalie issues the whole season, but they, they found a way to get the job done. I mean, it, I feel like most people would say if the Oilers are going to get a go up against Aiden Hill or Emperor Swap, they have a pretty good chance of winning. But the Vegas Golden Knights did a really good job. But I don't think the Oilers are without blame here. I mean, five on five, they were not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go back to the game a couple nights ago. These days are all blending together. Friday night, yeah. when three goals in 90 seconds, and you can say the officiating was bad, uh, but the proper call was made to make it a five-on-three, and the Vegas Golden Knights made the Oilers pay. Uh, they didn't get a save when they needed one. The goaltending was not good enough. You're not going to win a Stanley Cup with the performance that Stuart Skinner had. Young goalie will get better, but just wasn't good enough. Uh, five-on-five play wasn't good. The last two games after 20 minutes, they were leading 2-1. to one. And then in the second period, the Vegas Golden Knights outscored the Oilers 6 nothing. So, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights bounced back strong and got to give him credit. Uh, Cassidy, heck of a coach. Enjoy listening to him speak. He's kind of almost the opposite of Jay Woodcroft in his press conferences where he'll just say anything. He'll just, he'll ramble. He'll talk about both sides of things. Jay Woodcroft kept everything close to the vest, but uh, yeah, for the Vegas Golden Knights, a good one for them. Um, we'll head into the chat here and uh, take a quick look. Uh, see what yeah, it is. It's fired up. And fairly <laughs> so. If you're fired up, I don't blame you at all. Let it all out. Let it all out. Hundred percent. It's a yeah. safe place here. We we've got some of the Vegas trolls coming in here. Yeah. That's fair. Their team won. They got that right. Uh, I'm sure some Oilers fans did it to Kings fans after the first round. Um, Daniel says, "Did Pietrangelo slash mess up dry settle? He was quiet after. Maybe. I mean, he didn't miss any time. This is this is kind of the funny thing though. Now in the next couple of days, we're gonna find out what happens. You know, who was injured? What was Zach Hyman's problem? What was Connor McDavid's injury? If he had one, what happened to Leon Dreisaitl? All those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really does open up an interesting offseason. Owen says that on Facebook. Michael says, you sound so pathetic, Michael. I apologize. I'll try to get better here and, yeah. and fix that going forward here. But uh, yeah, just a lot of people all pissed. Um, Pat's fans says, sums it up very well. <laughs> uh, the I, Dr. I Carpy... Will- well, go ahead. I have I have one positive way to look at this all. And if we take a look, I, I always like to use like past teams as an example. And I know we don't like looking at the past, but if you look at the 2021 Colorado Avalanche, who won their division that year, they were cup favorites and they got bounced in the second round by the Vegas Golden Knights. And I remember, you know, Nathan McKinnon had that post-game press conference and he was like, I'm tired of this shit or whatever. And then, you know, next next season after that, they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So for whatever reason, I have more confidence in the Oilers going next season to win the Cup. 
Uh, Grace on Facebook says, I'm not pissed, disappointed, but not pissed. Uh, we've got, has anyone noticed every game in the second period, the refs decided to determine the game? I mean, the, the refing in the second period, I thought in the first period it was nice, right? No calls, like just let them play. Could have been some calls, but they, they swallowed the whistles. Then in the second period, uh, tough, tough little transition there there was the no call stone on Vinny, and then yamamoto on howden gets called but then it was a bad call on shea theodore as well so it was kind of like an even up call and then matias at home with a hit from behind and you know that it was just like you just erased it the refs maybe they were trying to clean up but no i mean i there were some questionable calls but i think it went both ways in this series and um yeah, I don't know. I just I think everyone's going to be upset about the refs, but when it comes down to it, I think that you know you certainly have to uh, uh, look at the man of the mirror. Sometimes I think we got Gavin here. Gavin, are are you going to hop on with the, the guys here after this one? Uh, you were down at the game. I'm well, not too sure. We might have we might have Gavin hop in here. I know Michael says, "Why do losing teams always cry refs?" Well, the thing is, the refs didn't miss calls. You can say that, but the Oilers didn't lose because of the referees, right? Like, yeah. You can say both. It's it's fair. You know, the refs have been poor throughout the NHL playoffs, not just in the Oilers series, but in multiple series, right? Like, for example, when Jordan Eberle crushed Andrew Cogliano, right? Broke his like, neck. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Something should have been called there. So it's not just on the Oilers, right? It's it's a league-wide issue. Yeah, and I mean, it, Grace says every team blames the ref. It's a fact. Every team does. There, but you know, I don't. I didn't think the calls were great. Like I said, there was two back-to-back bad calls on I, both I'm not teams. Gonna, yeah, I, the, we didn't lose the series because of the the refs. We lost the series because we simply were not good enough. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I saw it pop up here in the chat there. Uh, too many passengers, and I, I think that's certainly a fair way to look at that for this team. Uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. McDavid finishes with eight goals, 12 assists, 20 points. Dreisaitl, 13 goals, five assists for 17 points. And I mean, Evan Bouchard. I mean, Oilers fans, it's going to be an interesting contract negotiation for Evan Bouchard and see how they handle that. I think the the bridge deals with Darnell Nurse probably shows you you don't want to go down that route. But in 11 games, four goals, 13 assists, um, still a minus player if you you know put much stock into that one, but uh, took some strides offensively. Hyman. Although a slow start, finished with four goals, um, sorry, three goals. Nugent Hopkins, I mean, that's going to be a guy who I think he's going to, it's going to be a long off season for him. But it was not his best performance. And, you know, just factually, he he didn't have McDavid and Drysettle playing with him for a lot of the time where he did in the regular season. But, um, yeah, uh, you, you want to expect more from him. Evander Kane chipped in with three goals and 12, probably not enough. Clem Costin was a bright spot, three goals, and barely playing like seven or eight minutes per per game. But, yeah, I just you kind of hope there would be some some depth scoring throughout this lineup, and it didn't really come. Uh, yeah, Warren Fogle, absolutely. a couple goals. Yeah, Warren Fogle, you mentioned scoring there. You know, it's weird. I, I found that the line that created the most chances is almost aligned with McLeod, Fogel, and Derek Ryan. I feel like they're the ones that really showed up when it mattered. You know, sure, the top six sort of did as well. McDavid tried to score, and, and you know, credit to Aiden Hill. He he was a brick wall at the end there. The Oilers are firing everything at him, and he stopped it, and we got goalied at the end, and you know, the Oilers needed that. The Oilers needed Skinner to goalie the other team, right? We needed Skinner to steal a game, and it just simply did not happen. 
Chat's going crazy. 300 people in there right now. Uh, make sure you hit that like button uh, while, uh, while you're all paying attention. Uh, Will Hawk Beef Jerky, shout out. Best beef jerky in Alberta. You can find them at one of the three locations at West Edmonton Mall. Luke or Spruce Grove or find them at uh, willhawkbeefjerky.com. Com. Also want to give a quick shout out to the fine folks at Greta. Of course, they hosted all the Oilers Nation watch parties. Uh, always a good time. They're the pop-up shop where you can get the shirts, you can get the gear. If you want to do that, you can also check out nationgear.ca. Uh, some fantastic stuff there. Nice hats, hoodies, shirts, etc. Um, but the watch parties at Greta were awesome. Still a great place to go watch playoff hockey. Uh, I know we're Oilers fans first, but we're all hockey fans. So if you want to get out, watch uh, some good playoff hockey, you can check out Greta and get your table. Book it now at gretabar.com. Calm. Uh, as I mentioned, chat going crazy here. Uh, second line was lousy. Some stranger says, uh, Uncle Iros says, Dry Settle went AWOL in the last two games. Yeah, we'll see if there was uh, any lasting effects from the Petriangelo slash. Uh, he also says, Didn't know RNH was playing. Yeah, RNH, uh, Hyman, Nuge, uh, who I just I, said. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't came. be surprised. Sorry, Connor. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of the players were banged up and maybe just couldn't bring their all. But like, you also don't want to use as use that as an excuse. And I do like how some of the folks in the chat are commenting. I think you know Woodcroft could have coached these playoffs a bit better the way that he was utilizing his lines, the matchups. You know, on OilersNation.com the other day, we had a great article of how. Vegas was using the Eichel line against the Nick Bukestad line, and they were just outplaying them, outscoring them, right? Like, it's just, I think Jay Woodcroft may have to take a look in the mirror and say, hey, what could have I done better with our lineup? Yeah, I mean, there there was questions I had for Jay Woodcroft, and, you know, may, maybe we'll get the answers, but certain times after scoring a goal, putting out another line that, you know, might get the momentum back, putting out certain players, starting the game off with certain lines. I mean, I'm, I'm a believer McDavid or Drysettle should be out there to start every period best players in the world get them out there uh we're gonna bring in tyler your now oilers nation daily face off as well and your uh, you're at the game tonight uh pretty disappointing you're going to that second period you're up 2-1 and then for the second consecutive game you blow that lead and you give up three goals in the second period yeah well let's crack our uh, post-mortem beers here connor <laughs> do it do it we really sink our teeth into this thing there there's a lot to I mean, Captain Obvious, there's a lot to not be happy about with the way this season ended. And, you know, th- there is a part of me, and maybe this will be will come more a little bit in the next few days. You lost to the number one seed in your conference. And I, and I definitely am someone who did not give enough respect to that Vegas Golden Knights team. I thought the Oilers could make this a close series. I'll stand by the take that, you know, the Oilers had the ability if they would have shown up to make this thing a close series. But... You know, it, it's not like you lost to the eight seed, right? It's not like you lost in round one. You still won a round. You went somewhat deep in round two. But the goal for this team is no longer just, you know, putting together a few wins and gaining playoff experience. The goal for this team is winning Stanley Cup. So ultimately, anything short of a Stanley Cup or a Stanley Cup final is really, really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, and give give Vegas the credit. Great players on that team. Uh, five on five, they outplayed the Edmonton Oilers throughout the series, I thought. Uh, even when trailing after 20 minutes and giving up the first goal in, what, five of the six games, bounced back. Very resilient team. Here's a question for you. In the good, the bad, the oily, we left good open because I, I don't know what we want to tell people right now because obviously people are pissed off and they should be. The season ended earlier than they had hoped. Was there a good for you tonight? Oh, man. I mean, Warren Fogle played great. And I think that's a guy right there who in the last couple of weeks 
probably took himself from a lock to get traded for nothing. Like, I mean, if you would ask me six weeks ago, hey, what are the Oilers going to do with Warren Fogle this offseason? I would have said, oh, probably trade him for a fifth round pick to some team that's willing to take him. And now he's probably played himself more to like, hey, I want that guy back. I want that guy on my team next year. So maybe Warren Fogle is a positive. You know, Jack Campbell with his relief appearances, maybe that's a positive, but like, I don't know, man. It, it's you're grasping. You're grasping right now, trying to find positives with this team. Here's a good I can shave tomorrow. Same, same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You guys gotta get on that. You guys are I, I got gross. a gnarly beard going here. <laughs> which I would like to actually shave. So yeah, yeah. Uh, has got the good facial hair. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd barely be able to tell this is eight days worth of hair growth. I think you should keep it going here. Maybe a little off-season beard. Almost as good as Nuja's. Uh, you know what, Tyler? Maybe after you shave, you head over to Oodle Noodle, any Edmonton or surrounding area location. You get some nudes, pick up an Oilers Nation sticker. I mean, it, it's it's a tough loss, but the pain will go away, and Oilers fans will be ready to get hurt again and watch the Oilers and you know drive them crazy. So check out uh, Oodle Noodle, any location in the city or surrounding areas. Pick up some noodles. You can pick up a free Oilers Nation sticker as well. We've got the Vegas trolls in the chat. Uh, I like it. Hey. You know what? Good luck, Vegas. We'll see what happens in the next couple rounds here. Uh, good team, and uh, they're able to do it. Uh, Stuart Skinner, he, he's taking some flack here. Uh, Tyler, obviously, pulled three times. Can't really uh, sugarcoat that one. You'd love him to make a safe factor, and he is young. He is a rookie. Uh, what did you make of, your, uh, of Stuart Skinner in the playoffs here, especially this round? Yeah, like, he's their goalie of the future. Like, I mean... Come on, people. You watch the regular season. You're not that. We don't need recency bias to be that intense. He's going to be their guy. Next year, he's going to start 50 to 55 games for this team. But the bottom line is he wasn't good enough. He was 890. If he was 900, if he was 905, the Edmonton Oilers are still playing hockey right now. The season's still alive. And I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that's always so like tiptoey around players' feelings or like, oh, he's a good guy. So I want to cut him some slack. Stuart Skinner is right near the top, if not at the top, for reasons this team is not playing hockey anymore. The reason why their season's over, he was average. If he was good, they're still rolling. And, you know, he should have stopped that first one. I thought that one right there is like, okay, you have that. And listen, you can go through how many goals. He gave up 34 goals in 11 playoff games this season. You know what? I don't think any of them were terrible. I don't think he gave up one where you're like, good Lord, what is he doing on that goal? But you need him to stop some more. How many 10-bell saves did he have? Maybe four, five, seven over the course of the entire 11-game playoff run here? They needed him to give some A-plus periods, and they didn't get a single one out of him. Even in the game, they win 5-1. It's like, okay, he played good. He stopped 25 of 26, but he just, he was never good, and that's a big problem. But I'll add He's not alone in that. This isn't me sitting there being like, oh, Stuart Skinner is the only guy who didn't show up. Brian Nugent Hopkins, hello, second playoff run in a row where for 90% of the games, Nugent Hopkins is invisible. Evander Kane, we got to have an Evander Kane conversation at some point in the next two weeks, and it's an ugly one because that dude got paid, didn't give a shit for the last two weeks. He was a goal a game last year, Connor, in the playoffs. How do you go from a goal a game to a non-factor? Complacency. Zach Hyman, it better come out that that dude's arms were broken because he was a non-event. Cody Cece might have been their worst defenseman, and that's saying something because Vinny <laughs> Bonet exists. Just too many guys that were just passengers, man. And it's just 
it's frustrating when a team in the West is so wide open. I know I'm ranting. I'm not even answering your questions anymore. I'm just openly <laughs> venting to the 300 and some people watching this show. Good content. Like, man, like the West, the Seattle goddamn Kraken are a game away from being in the Western Conference final and the Oilers choked it away. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. God, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I I, I don't either. It, it, it doesn't make sense at all. And I think, you know, you, if Stuart Skinner is in the, in the NHL. He is subject to criticism. I know you can't put all the blame on him, but... You know, the team as a whole, like even Leon Drysaddle, I thought on that second goal, like, what are you doing? You're letting Marshall so just coast past through you through the defense. Everyone's like, oh, what's Darnell Nurse doing? I'm like, Darnell yeah. Nurse is covering his man. He almost cleared the rebound. And then the third goal, like, I thought that was a bit of luck, but you have to create puck luck. And the Vegas Golden Knights did a great yeah. job doing that. Sure, Skinner. I saw somebody on Twitter. like, oh, Skinner could have done better on the third goal. I'm like, what? what? So I, I yeah. don't know. It was just a team loss. I saw people bring that up as well. Like, you know, the Oilers aren't getting any puck luck. Well, there was four Oilers down low and there was two Vegas Golden Knights and the Golden Knights came in with the puck and created that opportunity. So honestly, there's time to, it, I feel like we haven't seen it since last year where they looked so lost in their own end and looked tired, looked lazy, not marking up simple things like that. And the Vegas Golden Knights uh, certainly exposed them on that one. I think what sucks is that it feels like they brought their worst hockey when it mattered most. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that walked was, you're right. They walked into the playoffs on a nine game heater. They were going toe to toe with the Bruins those two times. Like they looked borderline unstoppable. And it's not like Seattle or it's not like Vegas or LA pushed them that hard. The Oilers just blew their foot off. They, they had every ability to win this hockey game today. All you had to do was not absolutely piss your pants for the last two second periods. If you bring if you bring your sea level in the two second, we're not even talking about the full 60 minutes anymore, Connor. If for the last two games, the Oilers bring their sea level in the second period, they've won the series. Mm-hmm. It's over. I'm I'm not even here with you. I'm drinking at Greta still. But they just, 
they fall apart. It's it's insane, man. It's it's just so infuriating to have to sink your teeth into that performance from tonight. Hundred percent. And we talked about it. Game five, game six. After twenty minutes, you're up two one. Both games in the second period, you give up three goals. Jordan, uh, sorry, Jonathan Marshall with a hat trick there, natural hat trick. It, yeah, it was it was wild. And the Oilers and Oilers, they kind of imploded there. Uh, I'll say it again. I give Vegas a little bit of credit. They're a good team, but the Edmonton Oilers certainly came up short here in this one. Uh, Tyler, some good news though. You know, for the people out there, it's been a long hockey season. Hypothetically, you want to take a vacation, AMATravel.ca slash stream. The way to go. Uh, you can book cruises. You get travel insurance to help you out with that. There's packages. There's guided vacations, coach tours. Uh, also, you can save on hotels, car rentals, attraction tickets. Check it out with uh, amatravel.ca slash stream. And uh, Ty, you, you had a couple good trips out of this playoff run. I did. And I'm very grateful for uh, AMA Travel. And I'm thinking, Con, maybe me and you, AMA Travel, we book a little joint trip to LA, Bill's Chargers in December. Who says no? <laughs> You know what? I mean, I think we should. Honestly, I I want to I want to go to a game in Buffalo. I want to jump through a table, just take it all in. You know, maybe get ketchup and mustard shot on me like that one guy. But uh, we go to L.A. Yeah, I mean, you've been down there now. You know the hot spots. We'll go to LA, do some do a few things down there. <laughs> Why not? Why not? A little Disneyland and football. God, I'm just trying to not like. I mean, the people on YouTube tomorrow on Oilers Nation every day. I'm going to be way more composed than this. I think right now I'm just I'm riding the roller coaster. I'm going from like, oh God, the season's over. What are they going to do? To like, oh, the team's still good. Don't panic. I don't know. I mean, look, it's going to transition into an interesting off season, right? We know there's going to be a few players to the Edmonton Oilers, like. I guess Evan Bouchard is going to be a storyline. Uh, there's a few players down in Bakersfield. Does, does Raphael Lavoie make the jump up next year, Ty? I mean, what what's the biggest thing you're looking for this offseason? Okay, well, let's look right now. So the roster the Oilers ran with tonight, if we take, we'll take Niemalainen out of it. Okay, so the 23-man roster the Oilers have right now, according to Cap Friendly. Both the goalies are back. We're looking at Bouchard is an RFA, every other D-man under contract. You're looking at one, two, three, four, five, your six, seven highest paid forwards all under contract. Holloway's going to make the jump up full time next year. My, my problem is I'm not sure where the changes can come from. And it's interesting because you look at a group like Toronto, right? And it's like first round exit, first round exit, first round exit. And the Oilers, you know, they got, they got a couple series wins under their belt. They went to the Western conference final last year and, in Toronto, you can kind of look at that core and go, boy, that core didn't give them enough. In Edmonton, you're not looking at McDavid and Dreisaitl saying they didn't give you enough. I mean, let's be realistic. I know people are throwing everybody into the rumor mill right now, but you're not trading Hyman or Kane or Nuge or Nurse or Ekholm, who you just got, or Bouchard. Like, If you're Edmonton, you have no choice but to run back the core. You're not firing Woodcroft. I think even though I didn't like like a few things he did tonight and during the series, I think for the most part, he's a really darn good NHL coach. So what's the play? You try to find someone, you know, Jim convince Jim Rutherford to take Cody Cece off your hands because he likes these guys. You move Kyler Yamamoto for a third round pick and try to spend that money elsewhere or you use that money to sign Bukestad and Ryan. It's just, you look at this roster, and I said this at the start of the year, you're locked in. This is your core. This is your last McDavid and Dreisaitl bet, and it's hinging on Hyman, Huge, Kane, and the blue line you currently have being good enough. 
and you might be able to find a marginal upgrade on Cody Cece. He was brutal this year. I think it's the one guy that's got to go. If there's one guy. I'm with you, Waz. But again, like, and and I, again, I'm with you, buddy. How do you replace that at a decent salary? He makes 3.25 million. You're hooped. You move them, you got to replace them with a guy who's probably six mil to get the upgrade you actually need. It's it's just a mess, man. And you're locked into this core. It, I hate to say it because, Connor, our business thrives <laughs> on rumors and all this stuff and big trades and signings. It's going to be a boring-ass summer in Edmonton, man. It's, it reminds me of the, the year I got hired on the Oilers Nation. We got swept by the Jets. It's like, what do we do for the rest of the summer? Just rumors, rumors, rumors. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I just... I don't see a, a clear cut. Like again, yeah. you move Yamo and you move CC and you got 6 million bucks. I, I don't know what the move is. The free agent class sucks. Man. And, and you know what kind of also, sorry, Tyler, you know what kind of stings? We also don't have a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry to make things worse, but like or a third or a fourth. Yeah. No. So <laughs> poor Reed Schaefer, a, you know, Oh, He's gone. You got Matias at home. Matias at home. It'll be interesting what the Oilers can do under a full season with him. Even Evan Bouchard, he's looking like he's really turning a corner. I hope that wasn't just a, you know, one-off playoff performance like we've seen with past Oilers. So it'll be interesting to see how this team kind of transitions in the next year. And of course, they're going to be hungry. They're going to want to be back in this position. It just, it sucks in the moment right now. Tyler, was this a blowing opportunity with these, you know, Boston Bruins eliminated, the Colorado Avalanche eliminated i mean what you gotta think those teams are going to bounce back next year in colorado especially we'll see what happens with their health we know landis cogs obviously out for the year but you know when those two teams were knocked out i you know thought in the back of my head it won't be easy but this could be the path that this might be an easier route to the cup final than other years did they did they miss out on something here well i mean here i go again now jumping down the hole of like just being negative like Connor, we might look back at this season in five, six, seven years of things, you know, if, if you never get one, we'll probably look back at this year and go 150 point McDavid, 130 ish point dry sidle, 100 point Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Colorado out, Boston out, Toronto out, Tampa out. This was it, man. This, this might have been it. Again, the playoffs are random. They're weird. You need the the calls to go your way. You need bounces. You need your goalie to steal you games. And they really didn't get any of that. There were a lot of career years. There were a lot of things that really broke their way this year. And you didn't find a way to dig deep and get out of this series. I, I think this will be the year you look back on and go, that was the one. Like that right there. It, the door was wide open. And they they fell on their way up the stairs. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are people that say hey, the goaltending obviously wasn't good enough. And uh, when Ken Holland went out and signed Jack Campbell, obviously that was a guy who he, or maybe it was a market, but thought that could could help get them over the hump and have success throughout the playoffs. Uh, Waz, what's the biggest storyline for you going into the offseason here? Uh, biggest story going into the offseason will probably be, just like we mentioned, Cody Cece, Kyler Yamamoto, finding ways to potentially fill those kind of shoes. If we do get rid of them, I like basically how Tyler said, like it's, it's not going to be easy. Like it, it's, it's tough because the Oilers can't really do much with the cast space they have unless they trade somebody. And like, what are you getting back for Cody CC? Right. Like, or for even, I mean, Kyler Yamamoto, they have to resign him. Correct. Or no. 
Oh, he's got one more. One year. more. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So it, it's it's tough. It's tough to say. Um, I also think going in maybe the next year, it's like, can Dylan Hallway actually take a big step and maybe fill Yamamoto's shoes in in, in an offensive production, a productive role, right? Like, it's the, the defense needs to be better going into next season. The goaltending, obviously, but Stuart Skinner, we sh- he showed that he can be a good goalie. It just something about these playoffs didn't click. It, it's tough being a goalie in like round one. Yeah, like, yeah. Guy, you look at him sitting on the bench. He got yanked four times in eleven games, and and you hope it's just you know his first playoff run because that guy was freaking nails down the stretch for this team. So you hope it's just a tough first playoff run. I really do believe that's all it is. I have so much faith in Stuart Skinner as this team's goalie going forward. I know someone was asking that in Facebook. They're like, is he really the guy? He's the guy. He's one hundred percent the guy. It's just, it was a bad time for him to hit, to hit the skids. Yeah. I mean, you, you brought it up. Like, was he, was he shit? I, I wouldn't say so. Like he, there was games where it was just, you're trying to, to get the momentum back. Like we saw against the LA Kings when it, it worked and Jack Campbell came in and was good. That a lot of the, the goals, like you said, you could use a big save, but a lot of the goals, you know, were kind of with the play in front of him, just didn't yeah. go his way. And I think confidence for Stuart Skinner should be high. Uh, what was the last trajectory time he's had? Yeah. What was the last time an Oilers goalie was nominated for rookie of the year? He's only 24. Like there's still so much potential there, right? Like it takes time for a goalie to really hit, hit, hit his peak. Right. So it's like, and you never know, Jack Campbell could be turning a corner next year. He could be more prepared, right? Like, there are positives to look at. I know it's hard right now, but yeah, and we'll do that in the next coming in the in the coming days. But you're right, Waz, right? Like Jack Campbell was great in his last two starts and then gave you four good relief appearances. Like, hey, maybe this was, you know, Jacob Markstrom in Calgary, right? That first mm-hmm. year. Good lord, was he terrible. And it was like, God, did we buy him out? What the hell did we do? Second year, he was Vesna quality. And I'm not gonna sit here and like blow smoke to the fan base and be like, oh, Jack Campbell, Vesna quality next year, but like you'll in all likelihood not be dog shit more or less every game. So like, yeah, positive. It, he could bounce back. He's done it in his career. We, we know he's pretty streaky. Uh, we shall see 364 people in the YouTube chat I, I right think, now. Hit that like button. It go just ahead. It feels so weird. Cause we didn't expect to be here almost like we expected to go to the conference finals again, push for the Stanley cup finals, win a cup, especially Boston Tampa, and the playoffs in general are weird. Cause you've had all these contenders, eliminated so early right like as soon as boston got eliminated i feel like there's no clear-cut favorite is it the oilers is it the maple leafs and now they're both out of the second round i think the favorite right now is probably carolina hurricanes i mean florida looks unreal vintage bob like it's you're right it's a weird weird year so let's say uh i'll ask you both i give you 10 bucks you can head over to betway you can throw some money down my money ten dollars on one remaining team to win it all you got to be 19 plus you got to bet responsibly ty where's the money going it's florida man they just they got those vibes right like it's you can't put your finger on it it really doesn't make a ton of sense i know they're dogs in their series against the carolina hurricanes on betway but what am i getting the mat <laughs> if i go i'm going plus 333 on the panthers I'll turn that 10 into 44 and I'll, or 43 and I'll uh, buy a round of drinks after. <laughs> How about you was? My brain is saying the Carolina Hurricanes just because I think Raw, uh, Brenda Moore has been a fantastic coach for them. He's been able to get the best uh, lineup and, you know, it's going to piss off some Oilers fans if they win the Stanley Cup. 
You want to deal with Oilers Twitter when Pugliarvi gets right? a pause? I That's, do not. I'm, so, I'm actively rooting against <laughs> them so hard. My brain says Carolina. My heart says the Kraken. Forever. That, now that's a good story. I like the Abs one. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That'd be a fun one. Adam Larson as well. I think a lot of Oilers fans would be happy to see that. I'm with you, Ty, though. Uh, you got vintage Bob back there. And Matthew gets shocked. I know, I know he's hated, but he's one of my favorite players to watch. I, I like I, what he does there. My respect for Kachuk has gone up since he joined Florida. So I'm, I'm like when he's saying in the press conferences, it's like the, the guy's he's got he's, he's got a he's very motivated. 100%. And uh, Gavin, our producer, chiming in. I'm going to call this a little fanalytics presented by Boston Pizza. Jack Campbell, his second year in LA, save percentage of 924. And his second year with the Leafs, he had a save percentage of 921. So, uh, hey, second year in Edmonton, you get those types of numbers. I, I think that would go a long way. Uh, that's my fanalytics presented by Boston Pizza, the new menu, the playoff menu. And uh, I don't know, Ty, did you get a chance to go and uh, dabble in that playoff menu? Yeah. Took my boy Christopher Palmer there for lunch uh, the one day. The beer Mosa slides down good. I mean, huh. it sucks when hockey season ends, but I mean, it's the start of patio season, I guess, in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. You are trying to draw weird positives that no one probably wants to hear. Fish bowls, man. Go have a couple of fish bowls. Life will be okay. The Oilers will bounce back and uh, they're going to win the cup next year. They're going to use this. They're going to be fueled, tied. They'll be motivated. But like, so I know it's, I feel it. Like, it's so lame to do the next year's our year thing, right? <laughs> but you look back at those like those prime Blackhawks years with Taves and Kane, yeah. right? They won what? Three, they won three cups. That is unbelievable. You won three cups in 15 years. That means there was 12 shit years in there, right? The Penguins went what? Almost a decade. They won, went almost a decade, then got their back to backs or eight years. Like, a lot of bad years mixed in there. How many years did the Capitals have to run it back? Thank you. Game core of Alex Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, John Carlson, and that crew until it finally clicked in. Like this stuff sucks, man. Sports is designed to rip your heart out. Your team, if you're lucky in your lifetime, is going to win in your lifetime. If you die of old age at 90 some, your favorite team's going to win you like three or four championships. Like, where it, it's built to have these moments where so, it flat out sucks. And right now it flat out sucks. Tyler, I don't know if you're here earlier when I mentioned the Colorado avalanche in 2021, when they won their division, they were top, you know, they're a cup favorite in 2021 and they yeah. lost in the second round to the golden Knights. And McKinnon comes out and says, I'm going to my ninth year and I haven't won shit. The next year after they steamroll everybody and win the cup. So it's, and, and that's a great point was you just never know when it's going to click in, right? And you never know when the bounces go your way and a playoff run just happens. Like, I know it's lame as shit, and I get a bunch of you in the chat don't want to hear this right now, and I see one comment from Kyle. The Pacific Division is stacked. Sure, I guess. I don't think Vegas is getting better. I don't think Seattle's getting better. Calgary's not getting better. Vancouver's not getting better. Like, I... I, they're good teams in every division. You got to beat good teams to be a good team. I'm not sitting here shaking in my boots about really anyone. So they'll have the doors there next year. Like it's maybe not as wide open as it was this year, but this team still has a chance. I think it really depends on how like 
again, like you're the least you're staring down the barrel of Austin Matthews walking to free agency in 12 months. You're talking about firing your coach and doing that song and dance again. You're talking about firing your GM and doing that song and dance again. The Oilers have this stability about them. You know, you're not trading a core piece. You're not doing anything stupid this offseason. You're running it back. And this team showed this year they're a good hockey team. They showed last year they can go on a deep run. It's yeah. not, right now it's doom and gloom. Tomorrow the sun will come up. We'll be sad as shit probably. The day after that, you'll sit there and go, damn, I can't wait for next year because we still got a really, really good team here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're going to come back. You're going to have McDavid. You're going to have Drysdale. You're going to have Hyman, Nuge, uh, Kane. You're going to have Bouchard. And you're, you're going to be optimistic. There's probably going to be some new faces. Uh, it, we shall see what happens. But yeah, right now, be pissed off. Be disappointed. I think, uh, it just depends on the team responds next year, right? Like, I, I hope we have a consistent year. Like, we had so many ups and downs at the beginning of the year. And like, you know, a few of those, if we could have had a few more wins, in November, October, December, we would have won the Pacific Division. But it's yeah, like you're at home for game five, home for a potential game seven. Yeah. Austin says, wait, Tyler hasn't shaved. Whoa. <laughs> well, you're telling me. <laughs> I can see it coming in there. Uh, well, you know what? Hey, Ty, thanks for hopping on tonight, man. I know you uh, were coming back from the, the game. Probably disappointing. What was the mood like uh, on the walk out of the rink? Yeah, yeah, not great. Um, a lot of people kind of just wondering what's next for this team. And listen, as much as I don't think there's going to be sweeping changes to the roster, I, I, I still think we'll have I still think we'll have something to chew on here in the next couple of weeks. I I, I just think something will give. You got to do something to, to show the fan base that it's a little unacceptable. So we'll see what they do. Just sucks looking at how it's May 14th and we have to wait until July. Oh, it no. sucks. It's, it's brutal, man. Now, what's uh, what's coming up on Oilers Nation every day tomorrow at noon? Uh, you guys have Sean Bell in with you? Yeah, well, yeah, I think we'll have Belzy in to kind of chat about that. And then it's, it's post-mortem on the season, man. Like, it, it's time to dig into what went wrong and dig into what's coming next. And I, I just plan on leaning on the chat tomorrow. That That's really all that matters is how the people here on the Oilers Nation YouTube feel about the team. Uh, it, it, it's going to not be a fun six weeks. I mean, it's going to be digging in and, and talking about a lot of stuff that's Way less fun than playoff hockey, Connor. But yeah, live every day, noon mountain time. We'll keep rolling until after free agency. We're not stopping. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to say what you're going to experience, but Ty, I think you're going to get some Hyman and Kane and Nuge. Uh, yep. Kane, you're going to get Yamamoto trade, a Bouchard contract. Probably get a few people that want to fire Jay Woodcroft and Ken Holland. I think that'll creep in a little bit. And uh, you guys will be there to talk them, talk them off the edge. So uh, noon tomorrow, your M Chuck, Liam, potentially Sean Bell. Who else you got with you? Is Jay going to drop by? I, I don't know about Jay. We'll probably get a couple of Saravalli appearances in the next week because we need his insight right now and his insider info. So a little bit of Saravalli coming up in the next week. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll start talking about what's next for this Oilers team, man. It's gonna be a, a unique off season. It's been uh, it's been a long time since I think we could have an off season that felt this way. Uh, your M. Chuck Waz, thanks for doing this tonight. Thanks, Connor.
uh, before we wrap up here, just want to the after dark host this year as well. This is something new. We started this season. You took on something that had no following. It was just a brand new thing and you absolutely killed it, buddy. So, so all your hard work. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I, I want to give a quick shout out to Cornerstone Insurance. Of course, they've been here uh, from the start with the good, the bad, the oily. Our title sponsor, of course, Boston Pizza. Uh, the Oilers are out, but as I said, you can still go to BP's, watch some hockey, take advantage of the new playoff menu powered by Fanalytics. they got some great stuff there. Uh, AMA Travel, Nation Gear, nationgear.ca. Make sure you go grab some Oilers Nation stuff rocked out throughout the offseason. Uh, for AMA Travel, it's amatravel.ca slash dream. Uh, you can go to Greta if you want to watch some more playoff hockey. Has some great food down there, great atmosphere. Uh, and uh, Oodle Noodle. Of course, you can go to Oodle Noodle, get some noodles tomorrow, get an Oilers Nation sticker, throw it on your vehicle, and uh, you'll and you enjoy that one. And one more time for Wilhock Beef Jerky, Edmonton's best beef jerky. They'll take orders of any size. It's the finest tasting jerky and only the best meats make it to the Wilhawk name. Find out more at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, I got to give a quick thank you uh, to you, Tyler, for giving me the opportunity to do this. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, we wanted to get it going a little earlier. It took some, took some time to, to, you know, make it all happen, but we got it done and uh, it's worked out great. It's been awesome. Uh, so your Chuck, thank you. Uh, our producers, uh, Aaron and Gavin, who did a great job throughout this season. Jay, Big Milk, Liam, Waz, Cam. Zach and Dan. I think that's all the guests we've had on this show. I appreciate you guys all hopping on and to the listeners, the followers, everyone, uh, like Tyler said, man, you, you guys keep the content going with your comments. So thank you to all of you for tuning in and, uh, boy, let's do it again. Let's do it again next year. Hopefully we can have a lot of fun here and maybe a bit of a longer playoff run. I'm Connor Halley for everyone at Oilers nation. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight and throughout the season. We will talk to you in the fall. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.